draws, but just stuff like that. But mostly more on the athletic side, help with setting up for athletic events, getting making sure referees are paid, stuff like that. Gotcha. Because you're also a coach. Basketball. Yes. Yes. I I was hired on not expecting to be a coach, but when the basketball season rolled around. They were looking for an assistant coach, and Mr. Kelly approached me and asked me if I would like to do it. And I was like, you know what? Basketball is actually my first love like for a sport. Yeah. So I thought it was it would be a good opportunity to kind of get back into the game of basketball. So that was about it. And then did you enjoy doing that? I did. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. Um, it helped that, like, you guys were you guys were pretty good kids and pretty good – people to be around it would be real tough if you guys were just not great kids but yeah I liked it a lot especially with it was a lot of work but I knew going in it was going to be a lot of work mm -hmm. but yeah I really enjoyed it because we had probably the best season in Oakstone basketball in probably the last five years here yeah that was that was one thing that that was one thing that was kind of pushed when I were kind of was made importance was when me and Dalen came on that was like we're kind of trying to change something here there's a there's a want to from a lot of people that want the basketball program to be good it's just needing that to take that first step in the program and I feel like we did that this year definitely yeah so like this year we went what 13 and 9 I think yeah I think it was 13 and 9 yeah I mean that was like a really big difference from going from being Two and fourteen last year, and like not even doing like over Christmas practices, not having Saturday practices. Like it was a whole culture change, which I appreciated. Yeah, that was that was part of the thing. Like when we were told going in that you guys didn't practice over Christmas break and <clears throat> didn't do some things that we wanted to do, that was a quick that was a quick fix. And I feel like like you guys like. The 13 and 9, like, wasn't an accident. Like, a lot of – I know we had a couple kids transfer in that made an impact, but, like, you guys – we challenged you guys a lot, especially in practice. I know there was – there's not – I wouldn't say pushback, but there was some – there was some skepticism when it came to me and two younger coaches coming in, making you guys do a lot more work than you guys are used to doing. But I feel like you guys – you guys took on the challenge and – yeah, that, it wasn't an accident that we won 13 games. Yeah, like, I really thought about, like, you guys really held us accountable. Um, like, a big thing, like, here I've noticed is that, like, if you make a mistake, it's kind of just brushed off for here. And the basketball program was kind of held more accountable. Like, one thing that really stuck out at first was the on-the-whistle thing. Because, like, before oh, yeah. you wouldn't have done the whistle, they'd be like, all right, let's try it again. We're here. It's like you're held accountable and have to do your whatever punishment or running for it. Yeah, and I feel like that's the thing. Like when you're trying to build a when you're trying to build a program, I mean it's hard to build a program. But like you gotta have a foundation of like just like almost like non negotiables. Like you mess up, like you're gonna get you're gonna get punished for it. I mean mm -hmm. that's it may not be a crazy bad punishment, but it's enough to know that you did the wrong thing and you gotta fix fix your ways or you're just gonna keep doing it. So I feel like that's a, that's just a kind of a standard thing you need to do when you're trying to kind of turn a program around. But I mean, definitely, because yeah, that's just a big, big thing that changes. Like, but I mean, we were most of us were like for it though. Like, there wasn't a bunch of people that were like we were maybe a little bit surprised at first once the season went on. Like, we knew it was just something that was a part of it. Yeah, I mean, and most kids too. I mean, like kids. 
like I was your age one time. Like you, like kids. No matter if they don't, it matter if they say they don't. A lot of kids like structure. They like, they like being held accountable, and that's just the type of kids you guys were. Like you guys, and you guys saw towards the end of the year, like me and me and Dalen always talked about. Like we wanted this team to be like a, like a player-led team, and you guys towards the end of the year, it was you guys that were getting on each other. Not not in a, not in a way to tear each other down, but more just hold, holding you guys accountable, holding each other accountable, and that's. That's 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 a that's a positive that's a positive showing to like show that what we're doing is working and helping turn the program around. I mean, it's just building a great foundation for the underclassmen coming up. Yeah, like I said before at the end of our last game, I wish I was younger to have this kind of program and have this structure because, like, I was thinking, I was like, the amount that I grew in this season is probably double as much as I have grown in the past three years prior. Yeah. It's like just the thing like, well, how much better could I have been if we would have had this, but. Yeah, that's what that's one thing me and Dalen actually talk about, the many, many, many hours we would meet after practicing games. And like we, we had those talks after the last game at Liberty. Um, that's one, of the, I think that was one, that's one of the best things that an athlete can say is they wish they were they were younger to where they could go through the they could go through the program again and kind of kind of get through it but but yeah yeah hopefully in the future that Oakstone can be in the OHSAA yeah yeah it's kind of like a it's almost like a like it's almost like there's positives to it and there's also negatives to it I get that being a part of the OHSAA means that you're going to be playing for a state title. You're going to be playing for, you're going to be playing in the tournament, that end of the season tournament. But if you could get Oakstone or any really, really any school that's not a part of the OHSAA to a level to where you're very, very competitive, mm-hmm. once you get to the competitive part, like you can do pretty much whatever you want. Like you could play 40 games if you wanted to. Yeah. You could. You could, I mean, obviously, if your administration allows it, like you could be flying to Florida to play basketball games. You could be then flying to Texas. You could be playing literally whoever you wanted to. But with, I mean, and there's always limitations with the OHSAA. But I, there's positives and negatives. It is definitely tougher not being a part of the OHSAA. But I think if we can get the program to where the end goal, and the end goal is very big. But there's gonna be a lot of steps that have to be taken to get to that end goal. But if we can get to that goal of being very competitive, then I feel like the positives of being out of the OHSAA probably outweigh the negatives of being in, or outweigh the positives of being in the OHSAA. So, because I've been like envious the past couple of weeks watching the all the tournament stuff, and I'm like, it'd be really cool to at least be in it because we've definitely played teams that are in the tournament like yeah. the and Christians the Tree of Life Liberty Christian like they're all in and they're just in a lower division but yeah and that's what at the end of the day like I do I, I do know what you're talking about like especially being a part of it it is it's a really it's a cool atmosphere like mm-hmm. no matter what sport like the OHSA tournaments for I played three sports in high school like those tournaments are fun. The atmospheres are fun. It's fun going to games. Like I'm going to one tomorrow, but at the end of the day, like only one team wins. Only one team can end their season on a win. So I mean, like 
and the fact that the fact is like a lot of teams going in that are like the 30th seed know they're probably not going to be winning a state title so yeah it's, it's cool to be in the like say that you're a part of something like that but then again like are you is there a chance you're going to make a run to make to cause some damage probably in the tournament but yeah but I, I do know where you're coming from where it is it is a very cool experience to be to be a part of the tournament I was a part of the tournament one time and my senior year because I only played basketball my senior year and we got beat by 40 in the sectional team championship so it wasn't real it wasn't a great experience for me but no. <laughs> oh definitely but so talking about your high school career what sports did you play in high school so I played I played baseball four years I played football four years and then I grew up playing basketball like from as little as you can play basketball but once I got to high school I stopped playing and then I played I came back my senior year after I was after I knew I was going to play college football so that senior year I always tell people that senior year of basketball was probably the funnest year of high school sports I had like playing any sport because I I went in the only reason why I was playing basketball was to, like, have a fun basketball senior year, like, have a fun year. And my goal was to play at the Convo, which is the basketball arena at OU's campus. And that's where, before COVID, that's where all the districts and regionals yeah. were. So that's what I always wanted. I always, I watched, I've probably watched over 50 basketball games there growing up. And I always wanted to play there. But that was my one goal going in Did my you senior year. No. We were one game away, but... Cause that's what I was talking about too. Like here, like it's so like fun to watch like all the district championships playing at like Ohio Dominican, and then the championship is played at the Schottenstein Center. I always thought that'd be like super cool to play at. Yeah, that I it would be really cool. But basketball, basketball is a type of sport though. You'll, I mean, we learned it. You, I mean, everyone knows it. Like, there's levels to basketball. Me and me and Dalen talk about it all the time. Like. You could play. You could be playing against a guy that you think is a stud, but he goes against another guy who's better, and then he just looks like a JV player. But that's the thing with basketball. Like you got to be, you got to be very well coached. You got to be. You got to have athletes. You got to be disciplined. Like you got to be a good team to make a run. Players are like basketball is their only sport. Yeah, like they're playing basketball all year round. They're playing AAU. They're doing summer workouts. Or I think here. Or also at some other schools, like you're just an at student athlete where you'll play mm-hmm. soccer, football in the fall, play basketball in the winter, and they'll do run track in the spring or whatever. Yeah, that's 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 the thing about being a small school. Like my school was, a, I graduated with 200 kids, which that was kind of a that was a bigger that was a bigger class for Jackson, but we were just on the cusp of like you're big enough to where you can specialize and play yeah. one sport or two sports. But you weren't big enough to where, like, if your best athlete only played one sport, then they suffered. The other sports suffered because they didn't play basketball or baseball. But, like, a school like Oakstone or, like, even, like, any Division Four basketball school, like, you see, like, all those athletes are four. All those athletes are two, three-sport athletes. And that's why, like, if you get a good, if you get a good senior class of, like, you get a handful of really good players – good then that class could be really good for three sports because they're the best players on all the sports teams and you need that like you can't like you know 
like here at Oakstown, like if we had guys that only played one sport, we wouldn't have that many sports because the the pool of kids that we're pulling from are, isn't very big. Yeah, or it's like you go to like I was like looking at all of the like Westville schools and Tangy schools and all around us and like the Dublin schools is that like you're that one sport. Yeah, and it's like it's kind of rare to see like a guy do both sports like be like a football star and a basketball star like you have to yeah. be like an athlete yeah and you be got a guy to do that yeah if you're if you're if you go to one of these big time d1 schools like in columbus like you're talking about like if you're the dublins the pickering tens like if you're if you play two sports and you're a star like the best player in both sports you're a dude like i can like what comes to mind is like uh sony styles yeah they like, went to He's at a higher state. Yeah, he literally he was like a four star in football. I think a three or four star in basketball. Won a state championship in basketball. Yeah, went to districts in football, and like he now is a D one athlete at Ohio State. Yeah, he was. I mean, like I would say probably last year he was. Pro- and and like you remember, this should be his senior year. Yeah, he's my age. And yeah, he played. I think he played reps in the. Um, Oh yeah, he got in college football playoffs. Oh like, yeah, he's he got seventeen in. years old playing the college football yeah, playoffs. Yeah, he skipped his senior year because, like, as a junior, he was probably a top five athlete, like just straight athlete in the whole state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Those are the type of guys that are able to play two, three sports and yeah. dominate. Whatever. Those guys are just good at anything yeah. they do. Like I know for sure, if I went to local school, like I would definitely have to pick my freshman year what my sport would be, and then just yeah, it's yeah, it's all. I mean, those guys, yeah, those guys are really athletic, like the Sunny Styles and stuff. But like, you don't really see the work. Like those guys put in so much work, and especially if you're specialized, say you have 12 months. Well, let's say you play football. Football, the actual football season is September to, if you're lucky, December, the beginning of December. But uh. Like all the time in the off season, like that. I mean, you're training every day. Yeah. You're putting in two days in the weight room, in the on the field, doing speed work, doing different things like that. So those guys, I mean, like they're gifted, but those guys, they they push themselves to the limits to be the best athlete they can be. I mean, that's got to be hard to overlap. It's like going from football. You get in the playoffs in football. You're playing the, the oh, championship. Yeah. You know, basketball season's already started. So yeah, like. You have to be a real athlete for, like, the basketball team. Like, yeah, you skipped all of the preseason to come. Or if, like, you're kind of an average player and you did that, it'd be kind of, I think, less likely to get on the team. Yeah. it's a, I mean, it's those guys that, like, if you if you are able – I know the, the state football tournament's always that first weekend of – that first weekend of December. But, like, yeah, like you, like you said, like, you have no downtime. Like, you go straight – like, there's schools in my area that did that. Like you, if you play in the state title game, you may have a couple of days, and then you're getting right into practice, and then you're playing basketball because well, you're because I mean, you already December you're probably going to be playing games. Yeah, you already. I mean, they already pushed back games for it. Like if they're if their football team's still in it, they've already pushed back their first two or three games. White lightning, the molecular adhesive that solves any and all problems right on your doorstep. You can use it on your house, cat, dog, car, boat, factory, tanks, pool, and so much more. Get your white lightning molecular adhesive today for only $10.99 plus free shipping and handling. But wait, there's more. If you're in a reasonable and slow five milliseconds, you can get this product for free and pay only $10.99 for a free instruction booklet and CD. So what are you waiting for? Get your light back with the amazing Samur Molecular White Lightning. To order this product, please call our number at 911. You must be 30 years older to buy this incredibly affordable product. White Lightning. 
So I'd even mention or ask. So you went? I know you went to Jackson. Yes. Yeah, down in about an hour and a half straight south from here. A little Division three. Our football was Division three, but we're Division two in basketball. But. <clears throat> So you played basketball. Why'd you only? I didn't ask that. Why'd you only do basketball senior year? <laughs> so, if you knew me when I was in middle school and like early high school, like I always had a dream. My dream was to play college sports. Like it didn't matter what sport. I wanted to be. I wanted to go to college and further my playing career. I quickly realized it wasn't going to be basketball, even though I loved basketball. So I, so I used, so I ended up <clears throat> not playing basketball my freshman, sophomore, junior year. It helped because we weren't very good either, and I didn't want to be, I wasn't, I didn't want to be a part of the kind of that, per, yeah, like our, like our, during that time in Jackson, Jackson basketball, the program was not very good. But, so I kind of used, I was very small, I didn't, I was I, I was a late bloomer when it came to athletics. Like, I was not very big. I wasn't very fast. wasn't strong. Like, I looked like just a little kid when I was out there. But I used kind of like that winter when basketball season was going. So football season would end, and then that winter would kind of like be like my training period. Like, I would, I would lift all the time. That's when I would do a lot of my speeding agility work with with my uh with my trainer at this or train with my trainer at uh, AP prep which is in Chillcothy like I credit him his name's Jason Prater but he uh <clears throat> his gym's called AP prep it's in Chillcothy Ohio about an hour from here like I credit him for he's the reason why I played five years of college football like yeah. he took me who was a below average athlete strength speed and got me to a point where I was above or I was average to above average to where I was able to start for four years and 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 college so I credit him those those sessions with him in the winter like are the reason why that I I played college football that makes sense yeah it was it was either play it was either have fun playing three sports in high school which I mean playing football and baseball like I had a great time. Like I had a great four years playing those those sports. It may have been a little different basketball wise because we weren't. We were pretty good in baseball as well. But yeah, like that was a decision I had to make. I mean, I going. I was in eighth grade, and I told I told my dad I was like, hey, I can't. Like if I I knew that early that if I wanted to play a, a college sport, like I had to drop to at, at least at least it. two. Oh yeah, and he he my dad's always been a guy that. I'm pretty sure we'll talk about later. Like he was my high school football coach, but he was my coach throughout, like growing up. Like mm-hmm. he was my basketball coach, he was my bat- baseball coach, and he knew. Like he, like he was my dad, so he saw me. He was like, "Oh, he probably was like, wow, my kid is so unathletic." But, <laughs> but would he admit to that now? Probably, if I had to get, yeah, probably, but. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't care at all. Like, it, because especially because it was basketball. It wasn't. It was. He knew too. So that's got to be a dynamic though, having your dad as your coach. Oh, buddy, it was. Try. We did it. We got better as the years got on because, like, we knew going in. Obviously, he was going to be my coach, but 
like growing up, like being in sixth, sixth grade and then middle school. But we, I feel like one thing me and dad did very well was we were able to flip the, we were able to flip the player coach dynamic mm-hmm. off and we were able to turn, flip on the father son switch on. So like when we were at practice, I called him coach. Like I never, like he would, I don't even think I'd, said dad one time that we were on the field like and he would he would have killed me he would he would have <laughs> he would have been so mad at me but I, it didn't even like pop into my mind because like when 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 I was playing football like he was my coach he wasn't my dad like I did not there wasn't one ounce of me that thought of him as my dad yeah. it, he was just the tough coach that was always hard on me I mean that is a good thing though oh yeah because like definitely like we definitely talked about football like at home like we would especially during the season like if we're watching film especially with me being the quarterback like I'd have to watch a lot more film but we we were able to not we just took the positive parts of being a like a player coach relationship home like we there was never a point like if I didn't play real well in a game or had a bad practice like I didn't hear about it at home I mean that's that's good on your dad. Yeah, and I was, and he, and he, my, and he played. My grandpa was a, a coach as well. Like, my dad played for my grandpa. Like, I played for my dad and grandpa. Like, my dad, I played both ways. When like my junior year, I played both ways, offense and defense. My dad was my offense coordinator. My grandpa was a defense coordinator. Yeah. So it was, it was a really cool dynamic, and I'm very, very blessed to be able to say I, I played with both of them. But I think he probably learned. He probably learned. My my grandpa's a great guy, a great coach. And he probably took some of the stuff that he did with his, with his dad, with my my dad did with my grandpa, to our relationship when I got into high school. So it made I, I'll give my dad a lot of credit. Like our our relationship could have you can definitely see how father son's relationships deteriorate mm-hmm. if they're your coach. Like you def I definitely could see it, but me and me and my dad never got to that level. Which I I really appreciate him for. That can be a tough dynamic. Yeah, I mean it it, it was never it wasn't always awesome. Like he was my <clears throat> he was my eighth grade basketball coach, and there was some there was just personal stuff going on at the time, and like our me and my dad's relationship got it wasn't great. Like we definitely had our had our ups and downs, but after I feel like it was there was kind of a breaking point eighth grade basketball where it didn't get real good. But we just kind of like we just had to talk about it, and then he made an adjustment. I made an adjustment, and then literally ever since then, from eighth grade basketball on, like we were, we were very very close, like close as father son and close as like player coach, which I very which was awesome for him to be able to acknowledge that there's an issue here Mm -hmm. and we need to change it. Did you get a hard time from your friends or teammates? a lot of my a lot of my teammates were like really good friends with me, especially my close friends. But um, not really. I definitely see how I could have got more. Because like coach's son's the quarterback. Yeah. Oh well. Or oh. coach's son's pitcher <laughs> DH. Yeah. It was not like it almost went the other way for me. Like I didn't start like playing quarterback to my senior year. Like we had a guy that was ahead of me. <clears throat> he was a year ahead of me, and he he was a three year starter. Like, 
I was fighting to get on the field my junior yeah. year, and that's how I started playing defense because we had I was able to get on the field defensively, and then I played a little bit of wide receiver, but I played some quarterback. But like even if even if in my even if I believed like I always believe like I'm the best quarterback on like if I'm throwing with anyone it could be literally I could be throwing with Joe Burrow and I'm yeah. like I'm better than Joe Burrow. But even if I thought like I was better than the guy that was ahead of me, like still like my dad I didn't start because I was the coach's kid at all. My senior year was a little different because there's no one ahead of me and I, there was no one else in my class. So like it was, I was able to, I was, I was the clear option my senior year. But me and me and the kid ahead of me going into my junior year went into had a position battle. At, at, that I thought, but I mean, and I thought I, I thought I played well enough to be able to start. But my dad went the other direction. I mean that is as tough as it probably was. It's probably. I mean, if I was the other guy, I'd be pretty pissed. If I was like the senior quarterback and have a under like, yeah junior quarterback and the. Oh, that's his kid. Wow. Yeah, and it, and it was different too. Like my dad probably like looking back, did I want to play quarterback? Yes, I I wanted to play quarterback my junior year, but I still I've told people too. My junior year, out of every single year of football I had, my junior year was the funnest year mm-hmm. because I was playing. I I started on defense and then I would rotate in on offense at wide receiver, but like. I just played so much more free. Like I didn't have to worry about being the quarterback or making like make being the guy that everyone likes like There's really, really rely. Yeah, like like obviously like I had to play well to stay on the field. But defense is so much different than offense. Like you can defensively you just run around. Yeah. Like you just make sure you're in your spot, make sure you know your assignment, and you just go play. Football, especially quarterback, I mean you're playing chess every single snap and it's you're the leader of that oh yeah like you're like it depends if you the only way you're not is if you just run the hand the ball off every single play which we were known for being a heavy run team but like even my senior year we threw it a lot more we didn't throw it a lot compared to some high schools Mm -hmm. but yeah it was there's so much stuff mentally like it's eight, it's like 80% mental, 20% physical when you're out there playing quarterback. It looks fun. Like, you get a lot of glory when you play well. But the we prep, it, yeah, yeah, you get a lot of slack when you play bad. But, like, the, the all the prep you have to do, like, the week up, like, the week going in, all the studying, all the film you watch, all the – you look at different personnel. Like, you're looking at – different offense like different guys on defense like you're looking at corners dbs like they turn well do they are they they drive well when they're coming up on a flat route like what coverage is this defense coordinator like to run different things that like you don't think about when you're watching like you when you're just watching football but like coming from that angle it's exhausting (laughs) and it's it's oh my god and that's like five percent of what you have to do but if you want to be, I mean, by no means was I. I definitely could have put in a lot more work than I did. I mean, I, I was a Division three quarterback, so obviously I could have put. I, I felt like I was talented enough to play higher, but mm-hmm. just, I didn't put in as much work as I probably should have. Yeah, I but, mean, that's like a big thing in like college sports. It's not even all the time. I see it's like not even about talent sometimes. Oh yeah, like it's like you see these naturally like we we're talking about with Sonny. Like Sonny could get by. By just being an athlete, yeah. like he could do, he could do the bare minimum, 
be very good mm-hmm. and be be a good college football player. Yeah. Like I was, that, and that's kind of like at the Division three level. Like I, I put in a lot of work, but I was still a decent. I was a, I, I was honorable mention my senior year. Yeah. Like I wasn't anything. I was a top half quarterback in the yeah. in our conference, but like someone like Sonny, like. Those are the difference. That's the difference in like guys. They're all athletic. Mm-hmm. So like if you and put in, yeah, work. if you put in the work, then those are the guys you see in the NFL yeah. making millions and millions of dollars every year. Does it take both? Oh yeah, both. absolutely. Now, you will if you listen to some people, you will see that like, like some people that were in the league, there are guys that just have found a way to make it without <laughs> being able to do a lot of like, a lot of studying or a lot of, like. Guys that aren't quarterbacks, I, I think that's a non-negotiable quarterback-wise. Like, you have to be a student of the game. But, like, if you're playing D-tackle, mm-hmm. like, you're – yeah, like, you can – if you're a freak athlete, you'll be able to find a way to get through. Yeah. But. Hello, folks. Have you ever wanted to play Mafia, but you never get to do anything because you're constantly the civilian role? Well, folks, I can introduce you to the latest project in the world of social deduction. Project Deduction! With five factions and 111 unique roles, you can never get bored of social deduction ever again. Cards are easy to read, easy to understand, and fun for the whole family. The five factions included are Town, Mafia, Mythicals, gods, and neutrals, all of their own way to change up the game. From a battle royale style to a normal deductionary game, trader modes, and many, many more. Tune in to Nerdy Enforcement's YouTube channel to find out more details. I feel like the main, like, it's more of a business in college. Like, people talk about that a lot. But I feel like another big difference is, like, you really, once you go to college, like, you see a lot of guys, especially at the D3 level, where it's not like you don't see a lot of guys at Ohio State like quit like yeah. their freshman year. Yeah. Like, that's one thing in Division Three. Like the retention rate, like is not very good. So like you may have a big freshman class come in, and then between the, their freshman and sophomore year, half the kids either quit, either drop out of school, transfer, stuff like that. But you really going to college, you really know. Like you really have to ask yourself, do I love the sport I'm mm-hmm. playing? Because a lot of kids, like, a lot of kids, especially from, like, small towns or, like, I came from a, a pretty big football town, like, you play with all of your buddies. Yeah. You grow, you've grown up playing with them. I think people don't really realize how much playing for your school and playing with your buddies, like, calculates into you yeah. loving the sport you play. I mean, definitely. Yeah, I mean, once you go to college, like, that first practice is so weird because, like, I knew I knew a couple guys on the team before I went to Otterbein, just from guys from my area. But, like, you, you're running around a field with over 100 guys, and you may know four of them. Yeah. You don't even know any of their names. So you definitely have to, like, you definitely have to answer the question, do I really love playing this sport? So that's a question that a lot of people ask. And then if they say no, then they quit and don't come back. So. Hmm. Yeah, that is that makes sense because like here like in high school it's like you know everybody and like oh yeah i think that's probably the reason i did um baseball last year is because all my friends were doing it like you wouldn't have gotten me to do baseball if i wasn't doing it yeah that's I mean, that's a, i mean that's not like that's not uncommon either like you're mm-hmm. like a lot of kids do the same thing 
So in college, you went to Otterbein. Yes. And did you redshirt your freshman year or did you play? No. So Division Three is weird. There's a lot of different rules with Division Three because Division Three, you're <laughs> their motto is real weird. Like they really want to focus on the student before the athlete when it comes mm-hmm. to Division Three. So you can't redshirt. You can only redshirt if you medical redshirt. Yep. So, like, if you get hurt, then you can redshirt. Mm-hmm. But you can't just – if you play – like, I didn't play at all my freshman year. Like, I didn't – varsity, which we had a JV team, which I played. But I didn't, I didn't get one snap of varsity my freshman year, and I still, like, used that year. So, like, you can't – you can't really redshirt. I'm, I'm sure you can put in, like, a waiver or something with the NCAA, possibly, if there's a – if there's kind of, like, a weird – situation but normal situations you can't redshirt well you've talked about it before and i've heard you talk about like you had a very unique college situation between injuries and yes. covid yeah so it was yeah it was a very like even i played five years at otterbein and even like after my fifth year i still had a sixth <laughs> so like it was i could have played another year which that would have been when you're 23 years old and i would have been 24 or i would have been yeah 23 years old playing with 18 year olds who were in seventh grade eighth grade when you were a senior in high school it's kind of it's kind of funny but but yeah my college career was kind of kind of different like freshman year was normal like Mm -hmm. nothing really I didn't play played JV which is usually what happens when you're a freshman sophomore year the guy that was a year older than me the backup he was kind of projected to start but I still played. I, th- I played in all ten games. I started the last two. Mm-hmm. Played okay. Not enough to where, like, going in the next year, going into the 2019 season, my junior year, I didn't play well enough to, like, solidify the job gotcha. going into my junior year. That's but the year I was going into freshman in high school. That's crazy, dude. You guys are so young. But so I went into, camp, went into fall camp, won the job junior year i tore my knee the well it was i think i've explained this to you i've explained it to some people like my junior year was the craziest year of i played four games it was still the craziest year of football i ever played so i first game i won the job ready to have i worked my butt off getting ready to play that Mm -hmm. year i was in the best shape of my life i was ready to go first game against high wesleyan I hurt my I got I hurt my ankle pretty badly. I mm-hmm. stayed in the game and then like a couple of drives later I just rolled it again without even move, like really moving. Mm. And I thought I I thought my ankle was broken. Really? So it wasn't broken. It was just severely severely sprained. So I left the game. I got back to Otterbein. They put me in a walking boot. I was in a walking boot Saturday night. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Got out of the boot on Thursday to practice. Yeah. Went in a walkthrough for Friday. Played the next game Saturday. Same process over. Left Ugh. the game with a boot. Was in a boot Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Got out of a boot Thursday. Kind of practiced a little bit Thursday. Went through the walkthrough Friday. But, then, but Friday after classes were done so i just hang out hang out around campus i had to go through a workout with my trainer Mm. or with the athletic trainer for him to like okay you're you can play 
and those were oh, I was running like we were doing like simulated stuff like I would drop back and like kind of roll out like if I was getting pressure or something and every single step I took my ankle felt like it was about to explode Ugh. so I did that for four weeks of constant <clears throat> in a boot all the way up until two days before the game it's like Patrick Mahomes oh my gosh it was brutal but week four I ended up tearing my meniscus and then I was out for the rest of the year and then I got a red shirt and then so my mindset and even those four games I, I didn't play well enough to like really solidify the job going into next year either which is 100% my fault but going I was like I'm gonna get knee surgery I'm going to be out. I'm going to be ready for spring ball. And then COVID hit. Oh, that is just unfortunate timing. Yeah, it was – yeah, it was brutal. Like, COVID was – the COVID time for football, especially Division three. like, you remember, like, the Big Ten and everything shut down. Mm-hmm. They came back and played in the fall. We didn't have yeah. a fall season. So Oh, you didn't have a 2020 no. fall season? Yeah, so – 2020 was supposed to be my senior year like that was, that was my fourth year and we were hearing rumblings of we were hearing rumblings of maybe the season was going to get canceled and uh and my coach called me one day i think this was this probably been a couple weeks before fall camp would have started so mm-hmm. probably the middle early the middle of Jan- or july called called us he called everyone I think we may have had a team meeting actually with it. Say like the OAC decided to cancel the season, which was I mean we saw it coming. So it wasn't that's that weird big of a because deal. I had a 2020 fall soccer season. Dude, it was, it's such a like we're gonna look back when you're when you're even like my age and we'll be like, man, we did some crazy things because of COVID. That yeah, we that just, was impulsive decisions were made that really didn't have any backing on why you're doing it i'm gonna see about that fall season that fall season was so weird because it was a weird dynamic because we it was my sophomore year we only had i think 13 12 13 on our team yeah so we would pull up eighth graders to come play with us we'd have eighth graders come play up for us and i think that's so that'd be this year, my year. That'd be like the sophomores that are then now. So like, I think Matthew even played up. Who was in seventh grade? He played up for a little Jeez. bit. We had like Morgan played up, uh, Casey played up, Lincoln played up, a girl named Chloe played up. They all come played. So like playing against like kids my size right now. Yeah. Like they're like little eighth graders yeah. playing. Just getting crushed. But like I remember there was one game we only had seven players playing at one time. Because That's crazy. the middle schoolers had a game, so we only had like ten or eleven oh, yeah. to start. I think we were down one to start the game and someone went out with a injury, another person didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> so, so you guys were down down. Yeah, we were down seven and then we were playing Genoa Christian and they didn't accommodate <laughs> so it was 11 v 7 nice. that was just terrible did you guys when you guys were on the sidelines did you guys have to spread out and everything yeah i i mean kind of i don't know i was on the sideline to be honest yeah like i was in like the whole game yeah but, we had some cra- there were some crazy but like at school rules. at school my parents made me wear a mask i had to wear a mask all day at school but when i got out to soccer i didn't have to wear one we had to like i was during the auto- game so so because we didn't have a fall season they let us so 
obviously for football, like normal season, you have a fall season and mm-hmm. then you have spring ball. So the NCAA kind of for Division Three kind of flipped it. So we so COVID killed our spring ball. Yeah. When everything shut down in March, spring ball starts in like April. So we knew that was done. We didn't go through the spring ball, and then so when so fall comes, they have all kinds of crazy restrictions. We're getting like tested like three four days a week um, during the fall, and we go through a fall we go through a fall kind of spring ball ish it was like three days a week we had to wear a mask on the field we couldn't be within six feet like the, the social distancing six feet from each other so like we literally like quarterbacks and running back we couldn't hand the ball off like we couldn't like have anyone stand like so we, did you just throw then yeah we just well how, that, like if they're going by their logic all you touch the ball so now he's gonna touch the ball yeah it, it was so like it was like you you get asked like any of the coaches like it they were i feel so bad for the coaches like they were trying their best to do whatever they could but it was brutal like it was like you it was point like you we were putting in a new we we were putting in a new offense too for that season oh so like it was gonna be perfect like we put it in the new offense for the spring and then the fall season comes and we're good we were trying to put in a, a whole new offense while this is up going on and it was it was brutal which made it worse is i got freaking covid oh. towards the end of it it was brutal like, i it did was get so covid pointless. that year i got covid that november during basketball so season, I got it. I got it. I got it. It was twenty twenty. That'd have been during the election. So I got. It, I got it during the presidential election. Yeah, I got it. The like for Thanksgiving, and that's like when you had to be home for two weeks. Oh yeah, that was like when everyone was getting it. Yeah, that's when everybody had it. And then like they didn't know like now, or it's like you only had to stay home for five days. It was like two weeks. Oh yeah, two weeks of nothing. Yeah, was, that was terrible. And I lived I'm like, in, yeah, I lived in a college house at the time, and I had like my own little room. I, I like by myself I was in like a, it was a like a fraternity house but it wasn't mm-hmm. it was like an old fraternity house there was a bunch of bedrooms so a lot of us lived in it and like I just didn't leave my room like I would go to the bathroom to like shower and use the bathroom yeah. but like I would just go back to my room the, it was the, brutal the weird part is everybody in my house had it besides my mom really yeah so like she got really screwed over because like at that time she never tested positive but you were exposed so, so we exposed to, her yeah so for two weeks me my mom me my dad and sister were all sick and we did our two weeks of at home isolating we were all stuck in our room we were on the upper half she was on the lower half of the house but then after she had to do two weeks of her own isolation because she was exposed to us that's, that's so okay. so basically for a month she was stuck at home but didn't have covid yeah and that's like sick that's a thing like that's like what I was talking about. Like we're gonna be looking back at like, why? Yeah, it's like. So you're saying the best way to treat that virus is to not do anything for four weeks. Yeah, like, and like I just remember. Don't go out. Like don't do any exercise. Don't be healthy. Like yeah. let's just lock ourselves and be laying in bed for four weeks. That's and gonna really help. That's what I did. Is like like I was saying earlier. I regretted what I did. Regretted what I did during COVID because. I was new to the school, so I didn't have that many friends, like not like really close friends. Did you transfer what freshman year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was here for like six, seven months, and then this hit. Yeah. So you and didn't even make it through a full seat, full no, school year. Yeah. No. And I really didn't have like any social medias or anything like that, so I just would go home. <laughs> I just sat at home, like I did not talk to anybody yeah. at all. 
like I would occasionally do like the school Google Meets, and that's be the only like social interactions I had. Yeah. Other than that, I'd be at home just playing video games and. Yeah, also had the mindset we were all gonna like in my mind I didn't think we were gonna make it through it so I was like why would I go work out like <laughs> why, why would I do all this and like I think the most I ever did is like every day I just walk around my neighborhood for like two three hours yeah because I had nothing better to do that's a lot of people that's a lot of people started walking it was what we're gonna be it's gonna be a weird looking back it's gonna be in the history books and it's gonna be like like your grandkids and my grandkids they're gonna be talking about we're it. Gonna, they're gonna be asking us like what was it like like i have like i still kept my i still have my like paper that like i went to an, I, I woke up the day i got co like when i got covid the first time like i woke up the day and i was like oh something's wrong like i feel terrible mm-hmm. i went to like the urgent care and pulled down in polaris yeah and i tested positive and i still have that paper like that says I tested positive just like I can keep it and like show it to like hey I was I was a part of this it took a couple days for me to feel sick the first time like at first we had a game in my ribs and like chest just hurt so bad oh my gosh and I was like at first I just thought like it was tough like game in the post yeah just like get beaten up and then just continued and then I felt like the body aches and the fatigue and the yeah. cough and the fever did you ever lose your or taste that's one thing I never lost oh my gosh it is it's like how mine was I started feeling not great on a Tuesday and I was like <clears throat> okay just kind of keeping an eye on it yep. woke up Wednesday and I was like in horrible shape so I was like I have to go my I didn't get a headache which I was so happy I hate headaches but my I was so tired, and my body hurt. My body aches were so bad. Yeah. Like so, like it was the worst. Like I thought, like every single inch of my body was hurting. That's how. Yeah, that's how I felt that time. It was just so bad. And losing your and losing your smell and taste is the worst. Yeah. I've had COVID three times. I had it twice. Yeah. I tested positive twice for it. So like I had it. Was that last year? Yeah. So I had it sophomore year in the fall, and then last year 2021 in like january we all had it in my house again but i was asymptomatic this time oh yeah my second time i didn't have i didn't feel it at all and then this past year 2022 labor day weekend i got covid again and i was like i was like out for like a day yeah and then for the rest of the week i just was fine and just chilling at home yeah there's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty funny looking back on what all this all the stuff we had to do for covid and be like, like wow. spraying all of our groceries down and oh my gosh yeah i mean yeah that was crazy just wiping down every yeah. surface it was Cause especially my, that early like there's yeah. like that the flatten the curve like the two weeks yeah and those two weeks were a crazy time and like i remember like we'd all be huddled around our tv in the family room watching the mike dewine press conference every talk, i mean talking about like what he would do i mean the most watched thing in ohio at the time yeah it, they announced that he's going to be on and every single person in ohio watched it i tell you what i got into i watched a ton of jeopardy and wheel of fortune i watched a bunch of that yeah i watched yeah there's so much i, I can i can go on forever yeah. about like how many series i watched now tv shows i watched yeah covid was covid's crazy but but yeah it was it affected everything yeah we're still everyone's still kind of feeling the effects of it i'd say yeah i'd say so because like there's a bunch of people especially here like a bunch of people changed during covid like 
Oh yeah, I mean it's I mean it's almost a whole year of yeah. two years of nothing. You see someone for the first time in a while. Yeah. But it's gonna be it's weird because like we're we're young enough to like obviously kind of live through like really really live through it. Mm-hmm. Like we'll be able to tell we're kind of like that young generation mm-hmm. that went through it. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be pretty cool telling our kids and grandkids that stuff, but they probably won't believe us. Yeah, and then just like all the, I don't even know. It was just so strange coming back here because we actually came back here like full, like we yeah. came back, which is like was really untypical for the schools around us. Most schools like for that first year coming back, so my sophomore year that'd be twenty. That'd be twenty twenty one school yeah. year. Yeah. So your sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah. And, like we came back full blow. Like a bunch of schools around us didn't even come back till like March of that. Like a that'd be full following year. Yeah. We had like it depended. Like a lot of our classes were online or like hybrid classes. So like if it was like a Tuesday Thursday class, like Tuesday would be online and then Thursday would be in person. Yeah. But you'd always have to have if you were in any building on campus, you had to wear a mask. Yeah. Here. You really have the choice. Like, you could wear a mask or not wear a mask. Um, I'm not going to lie. I would, like, wear a mask into the school so my parents would be happy. And then once I got <laughs> in, I'd take it off. But the students then also had the choice to do online or in person. And then my junior year, they just eradicated that. Like, they yeah. said you have to come back here or yeah. choose a new school. Because I got, like, that online schooling was ridiculous. Like, even, I, I bet for, like, I was talking to because my girlfriend Katie was going through like her student teaching during that time. Yeah. And as a, could you imagine having <sighs> kindergartners try to be online? Oh my god! Like they would break for lunch and like half the class wouldn't show back up. And it was like, and even for college kids, like <clears throat> I'm guilty of it. Like I'd wake up t- like two minutes before my class started. Yep. I would open up my open up my laptop. Yep. I would turn on the class lay there on my phone i'd set a timer to when class is supposed to end Mm -hmm. and then i would either fall back to sleep or like lay on my phone and then my alarm went off i would get out of the classroom and then be done for the day no i remember because like their big rule is you always had to have your camera on oh we never had our cameras on you weren't allowed to have your cameras on in college forced us to have our cameras on to make us so like i remember being at my desk and having my monitor and xbox and like have my laptop in front of me having my controller underneath the desk and just playing <laughs> i'd be playing forza or madden while like they're going on about biology yeah it was, i mean i don't know what i really yeah i did not learn anything so. yeah i don't think anyone did like even if you tried it's supposed to during math like math was terrible like i was write down random numbers and turn it in and they just <laughs> give us completion the nice thing though is i didn't have to do state testing that year or yeah, that's we nice. didn't, they also didn't do finals for us that year. That's nice. Yeah, we didn't have. You talking about the twenty one school year? No, like when for you came back or like twenty so twenty twenty freshman yeah. year. I don't even know. I don't even know if we had finals either. We didn't have finals, or we didn't have um, state testing. They just canceled it for that year. But when we came back, we had it. Yeah, it was crazy, but. But yeah, but they still kept sports going. Like basketball, the one thing in basketball is they we they told us we cannot wear masks. Like you're not allowed to. Yeah, that's so crazy to me because like 
we didn't wear masks. How did we do it? I don't think. Yeah, during games we did wear masks. Because like like I said, like we had the fall, yeah. spring, and then we had a spring season. Yeah. So like my senior year, like I played, a, like six games in the winter, and then three months, four months later, we had our normal like fall season. Yeah. So like it was a full year of like it was a lot football wise. That twenty that twenty one year took a toll like playing playing that whole fall playing that winter those six games i mean it's still college football yeah. you're getting beat up and you try you gotta try to get your body right for a normal fall season yeah especially for it being my last year mm-hmm. but it was it was brutal it was tough like going like for that spring that's that spring season was so weird because there were so many different rules that we had to abide by, which made it even worse. Like how I got COVID in the fall. Yeah. I got COVID a week before our first game again. Like I was the only person on the team that got COVID that whole entire, that whole winter season, whatever the COVID season we called yeah. it. I was the only person on the team that got COVID. That sucks. It was terrible. But what was worse was, so like, do you know how, like if you get a concussion, like you have to go through concussion protocol yeah. and come back. And it's like mm-hmm. usually seven days. I had to do that. It's terrible. I've had to do it a couple times. But so the NCA made a rule. I think this was an NCA rule. If you got COVID, because remember how like um, COVID was affecting people's hearts, mm-hmm. like they were having. To get, yeah. I can't remember the name of it now. So you pretty much, when you got COVID, you go through your two weeks of isolation, and then you had to do a week of kind of like concussion protocol almost but for your heart oh so like the first day i had to get an e i got multiple ekgs on my heart made sure everything was healthy there and then like first day was like elliptical for 15 minutes and like every two minutes i was checking my heart rate and it was progressively got more and more until like the last day was like a full practice and then i was able to play so like it really turned into like the, you had the two week quarantine period and then you had another week on top of it before you could play so yeah so I missed the first game like of that year because of I was still I was out of I was out of protocol but I was still do, or I was out of quarantine but I had to do the protocol which was terrible it was so bad I was so frustrated that's just, yeah that's yeah I'm still frustrated about that <laughs> but yeah that's sophomore, yeah, because like that sophomore basketball season, like we like really had no protocols to be honest with you here. Oh yeah, I mean this. I was talking to Katie about this because I mean, her last, her first year was last year, so they didn't really have any of that stuff. Yeah, last year uh, there this, was like nothing. We were back to normal. It's tough, yeah, but uh, with a school like this, like with the student body that we have here, yeah. it's tough to like put masks on a lot of kids like what are they yeah like it's already it's already a different it's already a tough situation but like i it was i understand why oakstone yeah did what they did i think they made the smart decision and i'm like i'm super thankful that that's how that happened because i can't imagine doing over a half a year of school again online oh yeah i mean it sets you back like you can Mm -hmm. like i was talking to 
I was talking to my advisor, like I turned in my final paper, like to graduate to her. And I kind of, I just sat there, like I've never talked to my advisor. Like I had, she's also was one of my professors for a few classes from my major, but I, I, I turned it in and we sat there and talked for like two hours. Like we were talking about like our, this, the freshman class. So it had been the 21, the 21 freshman class. Like these kids, like they went through a year and a half of like nothing. Mm -hmm. So like she was like, she was like Bryce, like this is like these freshmen like know nothing, and we're in college, dude. Like yeah. these kids are like, these kids don't know how to do anything. But it was it was crazy. Like it definitely set a lot of a lot of kids back. Well, like the college stuff, like colleges don't require ACT. Or SAT I just stuff. found I just found that out like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, so I like, thought that was crazy. So like for me, like I obviously not going to college right away. But did you take the ACT? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Is like I took the ACT, but I did not try because I was like, it doesn't matter. Did you for, take the free one that they did here? Yeah. Oh, okay. So like no, I was like, no matter how well I do, it's not going to affect what college I go to yeah. if I choose to go to college. And they, that's one thing that's so crazy. Like, you, it really, the cream rises to the top. Like, what I mean by that is, like, you really find out what's important. Yeah. Like, when I was in school, like, the ACT was the test. Like, you have to have a good grade yeah. or a good number to either get in school or get, like, good, like, I wouldn't say scholarships, but get a lot of academic money. Yeah. But COVID happens, and then, oh, all of a sudden, the ACT isn't as important anymore. But before COVID, it was like the law. Like, if you didn't have a good grade then or a good number, then you were going to struggle getting into specific schools. But And now they do not care. It's crazy. It's like they basically just go off your GPA and, like, what, like, AP classes or oh, yeah. accelerated classes you've taken. Yeah, you find out what's important real quick. 